Good afternoon, everyone. I'm here today to talk to you about helping teens turn struggles into challenges. And I'm very excited. Hello, everyone. I'm going to start over. Um, So I'm here this afternoon to talk to you about helping teens turn struggles into challenges. And I'm very excited about that because it's something that's very important to us. And the truth is we didn't have that information when we were teenagers. A lot of times when we were struggling, we were told things that our parents were told, such as man up, suck it up, figure it out. And the truth is that's not exactly bad advice. However, they don't know how to do that. We're telling people or telling teenagers to do things that they don't know how to do. So for a lot of them, that advice has no value. What teens need to realize, first of all, is that their struggles are temporary. And what we need to realize as parents is that they're not always going to get that. They're not going to comprehend it the way that we comprehend it. And so we need to be able to, to communicate with them that we understand Sometimes that they don't understand us, we need to communicate to them that it's okay that their perspective is not wrong. A lot of times we want to tell teens that they're wrong about something. They're looking at it the wrong way. You shouldn't think about it like that. A lot of what we say to them is directive in nature, and they're not going to respond to that. And I know that you've already had those discussions with your teens, those discussions that end up with you being directive and they're dismissing you. And you feel like they should listen to you. You feel like they should do exactly what you say because you're right. However, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter what you feel. In the moment when they're dealing with struggles, they don't care how you feel. So in the moment, you have a choice. You can be right or you can be effective. You can give them the information and let them go figure it out. Or you can connect with them and maybe even help them bear their burden. One thing that I always think about when it comes to these struggles is that everything is difficult until it isn't. Everything is scary until it happens. Our kids are going to go through things that are scary to them and we've already experienced it. So it's not scary to us. So, yeah, it's scary, but we tell them they shouldn't be afraid. And that's the wrong answer. Telling people that they should not have a specific emotion is invalidating their emotions. And that's how you get teens to recognize that you're really not even paying attention to how they feel. It's true that you've received the information. But if you receive the information and process it and spit back a solution to your teens, What you're really doing is showing them that you're not connected to their experience. You've only processed information. In all of these experiences, the teens are looking for guidance, for connection. A lot of times they can look objectively and think to themselves, I think I can go through this. But the emotion that they're feeling is somewhat new to them. So it's not about cognitively thinking Yes, I can get over this. It's more about a feeling whether I go through this or not, whether I succeed or not. Is my mom going to be there with me? Is my dad going to get to the other side of this with me? 
And what they have to realize is that you intend to be there, but you often don't understand what they're asking you. So many times they're not asking you to solve their problem. They're not asking you to give them the solution. What they're asking you to do is to be there with them. They might not want you to take over. They might not want your answers or solutions. What they want to know is that as they enter into the struggle, your presence will be there. And that makes it a safe space for them. That makes it okay for them to fail. So many times, failure to them is based on not the result, but what are people going to say about them? What are people going to think about them? A lot of teens are still figuring out their own identity. They don't even know what their values are. So they're following your lead. And if your lead in their most difficult struggles is to cut them off or to give them information and let them go alone, that can impact their emotions. And then what happens a lot of times is they actually do figure it out. They figure it out. They go through the struggle. They come out on the other side okay. And when they get there, they think to themselves, no thanks to you. I did it, but you weren't there for me when I needed you. So one way to help teens turn struggles into challenges is to let them know that you'll be there for them. And when you do that, you have to bring this positivity and optimism. And then you can focus on their effort. Let them know that you see them. Let them know that you hear them. I know this is important to you. I know that you're struggling with this and I don't want to see you struggle. I have some ideas and suggestions. If you want them, let me know. If you just want me to be by your side, let me know. Tell me what you need. And a lot of this communication is based on your relationship with your teens. Sometimes we think we want to help our kids in certain situations And in reality, your relationship with your child needs to be repaired. And so maybe you look at this struggle as an opportunity to get in there and do something. But your kids aren't keeping score. It's how you make them feel. So then when they're dealing with the struggle, do you make them feel supported? Do you make them feel as though you have their back? Do you make them feel like your love for them isn't going to change. And understand the emphasis here is the word feel because they may know that you've said you're going to be there. And if you find yourself saying things like, he should have known, I already told him, why didn't he think about this? What you're not understanding is that there was a failure, a breakdown in the communication where you were providing information But your child wasn't looking for data. They were looking for connection. So first, when we're talking about helping teens turn struggles into challenges that they can overcome, the first thing is looking at your relationship, ensuring that that's positive. And when I say ensuring it's positive, I'm not talking about how you feel about it. So many times we think that we're right and our kids are wrong. So if I say that I have a good relationship with my kids. Their perspective of it doesn't matter. We make those mistakes. We invalidate them 
I'm the parent. I'm the grown-up. I'm the adult. I've been through it before. Therefore, their perspective is invalid. Their emotions are non-factors. They're overreacting. They're looking at it the wrong way. When someone tells you that they want your help in a certain situation, they don't want your help to begin with telling them what they're doing wrong or incorrectly. So a lot of your help for your teens can start with questions. Show that you're putting an effort to understand them. And while you're doing that, you can turn the conversation into helping them learn about themselves. Clearly, teenagers don't have a great level of self-awareness. A lot of them do, of course. However, when we're talking about emotional self-awareness, how many of them really know how to label and describe what they are feeling in the moments and why they're feeling that and how they experience and express those emotions? They often don't know the answer to that. You ask them, why are you afraid of this? They'll say, I don't know. And so then you're caught in a situation where you want them to feel better, but you don't know why they feel bad. And so in your mind, you're trying to come up with a solution to navigate their emotions, but you can't do that. Their emotions belong to them. So what you can do, again, is to help them figure out their own perspective. What are you feeling? So let's go through a scenario. Let's let's go through something such as final exams are coming up. And maybe your student is really, really focused on a particular grade. Your teenager says, I need to score at least a 93 to get my grade up to a 90 to get an A in this class. They're nervous about that. They're scared about that. That is a struggle for them. So what does that process look like to them? We can tell them, you're so smart. Don't worry about it. You got this. They don't want to hear that. They've already assessed what their IQ is. They don't want to hear, oh, you're so smart. They often want you to ask them questions. What are you doing to prepare? How can I help you? And then you can look at what they're doing to prepare. And a lot of times the answers are, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And that's an opportunity for you to reassure them, to encourage them. Why do you feel like you're lost? You've been doing this subject this whole year. Now you have the final. Help me understand why you're saying that. Why are you using that word lost? And a lot of times they will say that they, they're not sure how to prepare. Or they'll say that they missed this section or they didn't get this section. And so in those moments, there may be an opportunity for you to offer them a solution. For example, they say, this is the biggest test I've taken. And I don't know if I should study for this the same way I've studied for other things. So learn about their process and then learn about the emotions that go with that process. A lot of times the emotions that go with the brand new process include things like confusion, anxiety, fear. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of failing. They're afraid of looking dumb. And then how do they feel about themselves? Maybe their fear is that they believe that they're dumb. They believe they're not good enough. And so they believe if they fail the test, it will confirm what they thought about themselves all along. As you build a real relationship with your teens, you should have an idea 
of their self-esteem or their self-confidence? Do your kids feel like they're not good enough? Do they think that they're subpar? Do they think that they're not very smart? You see, when they enter into a new challenge or a new struggle, there's something that's blocking them. You got to figure out what they're bringing to that situation. Are they bringing confidence? Are they bringing high self-esteem or are they bringing self-doubt and insecurity? You see, so much of helping our teens turn struggles into challenges to be overcome is getting to know their specific perspective on what they're bringing to that situation. For example, your kid might say, yeah, mom, I know I'm smart, but math is hard for me. And then they say it with a tone that sounds like maybe they're disrespecting you, but what's really going on is they feel like they're in a situation where they have to voice their insecurity. And then when you come back and say, no, you're not, you're not bad at math. Now you're contradicting them. You're telling them that they're wrong. You're only setting yourself up to alienate them in a way that you won't be able to help them through the process. So the process includes helping them reframe their perspective of the struggle. So you get into the self-awareness. Why do you feel this way? What's going on in your mind? Get into what they think about themselves. Get into what strengths and weaknesses they believe they're bringing to this. And then focus on the strengths. Try to get them to think about what they can be proud of regardless of the result. For example, it's one thing to say, as long as you try hard, that's all that matters. If they disagree with that, you're only alienating them. So a lot of this will be asking questions. How would you feel if you did your best but didn't get the result that you wanted? And they might say something like, well, I would feel like I'm a failure. And these are conversations that you're going to have. Well, why would you feel like you're a failure? If you did the best that you could, shouldn't you be proud of your effort? Maybe they say yes, maybe they say no. And then you can ask them, what happens if you fail? And then listen to their responses. Are their responses talking more about their specific goals or how they view themselves? If I fail, it just means that I'm dumb or that I'm stupid. Sometimes kids say that. And when you hear that, you immediately want to say, well, that's not true. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. But instead, you should figure out why they feel that way. You may find out that it has nothing to do with their emotions or self-image. It's all about a specific goal. Well, what happens if you don't reach this goal? Would you not be proud of doing your best in your effort? And then they can respond, well, the issue is I need to score this high to reach this GPA So that I can qualify for this scholarship or so that I can qualify for this team next year. Okay, that's different. So if we're not going to dig into the emotions, then let's look at the process. What are your study techniques? What do you need help with? How can I help you with that? A lot of you may be listening to this, watching this live and thinking, yeah, my my teens grades are good. They're on the honor roll. That's not what I'm talking about. And the truth is, teen struggles go so far beyond what happens at school. They're learning about themselves. 
And so what they really need is the self-awareness and the emotion regulation. And the self-awareness starts with knowing what they feel, why they feel that way, and how they express that. And as our hormones are changing, they have a lot of different emotions and perspectives about all these different areas of their lives. And some of those things, they're going to feel like are none of your business and they're not going to want to talk to you about it. Don't take offense to that. Don't alienate them by talking about who you are, who they are, how they're disrespecting you, what rules they're breaking, their tone of voice. Let them know that it's okay. It's okay to have mixed emotions. It's okay to feel confused about certain things. And I don't blame you for feeling that way. And then let them know also that you're there for them, reassure them, remind them. And then maybe you can get into the point where they're talking about a specific issue. And that issue could be something like being bullied or peer pressure, feeling not good enough. So how do we frame these as challenges that they can overcome? In addition to the self-awareness piece, look at the emotion regulation. What do you feel and how do you feel about how you feel? You're afraid in this situation. How do you feel about that? Would you rather feel another emotion? Why do you feel afraid? What can we do about that? Quite often, stress transcends from one day to the next. And so what we have to do is teach them how to turn off that stress response. That enables them to think clearer. And then what they can do is apply objective thoughts to different obstacles. And when they do that, then we can help them outline the process and recognize that obstacles are the path. Obstacles are the path. If you weren't going anywhere, there would be no obstacles. If life is easy and there's no challenge for you to overcome, then you're making zero progress. One thing that I like to do is discuss things that they've done before, obstacles they've overcome before. For example, I understand why you're stressed about this, but is this really harder than what you went through last year? When you went through this, when you were 11, I remember being so proud of you. You were so resilient and you took that head on. You were so confident. Well, you're still the same person, except now you've grown, you've matured. You have more options available to you. And I believe you can figure it out and I'll help you along the way. But remember, in the past, when you face obstacles, you've always been resilient. You've overcome these obstacles. It wasn't easy for you to get to where you are today. Encourage them, inspire them. Let them know that you believe in them. And quite often, what's really going on is that they don't actually need some kind of strategy. Again, they just need to know that you're there. And the way that you do that is through asking them questions. Why do you feel this way? What are you feeling? How would you like to feel in this situation? Oh, you want to be confident in this situation. Why are you not confident? What personality strengths do you have that you can bring to this situation? Get them to understand their strengths Get them to understand how they can apply what they're good at to the situation. Get them to understand that if they fail in one particular area or event, that their value has not changed. 
they are still the same quality person they were before the event. If this thing never took place, never occurred, their value wouldn't change. They are still the same person with the same values, the same strengths, the same likes, the same dislikes. And as they can begin to accept themselves for who they are, then they can bring positivity and optimism to their struggles. And then they can believe that they can get over the obstacle. A lot of times they're afraid of what's going to happen if they fail. And the truth is they're not putting any time into thinking about their strengths or what's going to happen if they succeed because their mind is focused on survival, on the negativity. And what you want to do is help them reframe and choose positivity and optimism. Have them visualize what it's going to look like when they succeed. And use that action to cultivate positive emotions. It's going to feel really good. If I get this done, these are the results and I'm going to be so excited. And then when you cultivate those positive emotions, you open up the thinking centers of their brain. They're more creative, more innovative. They're happier. They're better able to approach the task. So help them understand that failure is okay in regards to their self-worth and their value. They're not going to lose value as a person if they fail, which is completely different with how this event relates to their specific goals. But they'll be okay. You're in their corner. You've got their back. You're going to support them. You're going to encourage them, reassure them, and bear the burden with them as much as you can. Let them know that it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be scared or nervous, that that's normal. And then let them know that they've been resilient before. They've overcome obstacles before. They've faced challenges before and they always came out on top. And that they should prepare to do that again. And they do that by bringing their strengths. So you can talk about what their strengths are. If the strength is humor, how can you bring humor to this challenge? If the strength is love of learning... How can we apply that to this challenge? If the strength is leadership, how do we apply that? Is it a team event? Is it a group project? How do we bring leadership? So what are their strengths? How do they bring their strengths? How do they feel when they use their strengths? If there's an appreciation of art and beauty, how do they feel when they're surrounded by art and beauty? Whether it's drawing, painting, music. So how can they bring that strength to that situation? And when they recognize that they can bring their strengths to the struggle, then they're more optimistic about the struggle because they realize they're bringing something that they're good at. And that's something that you can't take away from them because they know they're good at it. They know they love these things. At the same time, maybe they feel like this struggle is based solely in their weaknesses. Well, we can focus on effort. We can focus on preparing, strengthening your weaknesses. Let's work on your weaknesses. Let's do what we can together. And if they don't want your help, that's okay too because it's not about you. So really, the way to help 
your teens turn struggles into challenges that they can overcome is to help them understand what they're feeling about it, why they feel that way, how they express it, how those emotions are impacting their behavior and perspective, remind them of their resilience and strengths, talk about their strengths and how they can bring their strengths to the struggle, let them know that the struggle, the obstacle is the path. The only reason they're having struggles is because they're moving forward. And the work that they've done in the past is what gives them the opportunity to face the struggle. So regardless of what happens in the struggle, they can already be proud of how far they've come. And throughout the entire process, you're there for them. You're there with them because you love them and they matter regardless of the result. That's all I have. I really just wanted to get that out and let you know how we can bring some emotional intelligence some positivity and optimism to your teen struggles. What I really want you to do now is just comment. Comment below and just tell me if there's specific questions you have, something you want me to address further, if there's another topic you want me to address when it comes to your teens. And we'll do this again sometime. Thank you very much for everyone who watched. And I appreciate you. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you.